0: And most of us have been trained around very, very specific use around emotions. So, so we think that only those emotions are the emotions a human's supposed to feel or that I'm supposed to feel. And then we really get stuck in trying to get back to those places all the time instead of being really fluid with what's available to you now. Welcome
1: to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother, Guy, we're Satori Prime. We spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So, if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So, get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So, are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app Satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively. Things like life-changing. I love the gamification. I share this with everyone in my life and my favorite, how is this free? So if you want to join your fellow Satorians in our very own exclusive community, then like I said, head either to your iTunes or Google Play Store and search for Satori Prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop. So, as soon as you join, what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also gonna give you access to a completely free 10 part transformational mini series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination. You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. All right, cool. So um, I, uh, I put in the, in the comment box here, let's talk about resistance. And I, and I wrote how to overcome it because not to like ruin the punchline or anything, but resistance is not really something to overcome. I think there's a a reframe that I'd, I'd like to offer you guys here today so that you can kind of start to understand the opportunity inside of resistance. And where does this resistance stem from? You know, resistance, two things I want to just start the conversation with. One is I think there is a negative connotation to resistance. You know, when, when we, feel resistance to something. Generally what people are are like, I don't like this. I don't like the way it feels. I'm going to run the other way. And something that we talk about a lot on the training is, you know, resistance truly, if you think about it, when are you met with resistance? Are you met with resistance when you're sitting on a couch watching TV? Are you met with resistance if you're just, you know, sitting around doing nothing? No, resistance comes when you decide to leave the comfort zone of what is your life and kind of get to that, what we call the edge of it, and look over and go, you know what? I kind of want to go over there. And in doing so, obviously, you're going to be met with resistance. And resistance can show up in a million different ways, right? Like you can show up in uh, overwhelm or frustration or any of those things, confusion, right? And if you think about like, when are you met with those things? Always when you're doing something new, when you're doing something different, when you're up to something bigger than what the normal circle of your life is, quote unquote, right? So one of the things that that we like to point out to people is, look, as a coach, it's much worse For you to not have resistance in your life, right? Because if I'm coaching someone and there's no resistance in their life, then two things. One, they're not playing big enough, right? They're playing within their comfort zone. And two, most likely they're playing small. So it's like as a coach, our job is right to like show you levels that you didn't even know you had. The only way that you can explore those levels is by looking at where there is resistance, and seeing it as a growth opportunity. So that's the first thing I want to share with you guys, which should be some really, really good news for you because you might be faced with resistance around certain relationships. You might be faced with resistance around your business or making money. You might be faced with resistance around your health, things like that. And rather than be something that you shy away from, run away from, et cetera, and, and default back into the comfort zone. If you started to even comprehend, like, wow, this is really good. This means I'm up to something, because any time you've learned a new ability, a new skill, or or done anything out of the norm, I guarantee you that you were met with resistance. So, like, just start to look at your life and see how that works. So that's the first piece. Now, the other piece, and this is is something that um, I've just been tuning into recently, and look, there's resistance on like a macro scale and there's resistance on a micro scale. And I just started getting interested, like where does this resistance come from, right? Like where is the resistance in our body, in our minds? Like where does it stem from? And so the easy answer, I'll give you like the the easy, easy answer. And then I'll kind of explain how we program this in um, from a very, very young age The easy answer is anything that doesn't fit your view of life is met with resistance. In other words, anything that isn't the way you want it to be like, if it's great, you know, I want more of that. So you don't get more of that. There's resistance. If there's something that's tragic or bad or horrible or whatever, you know, the way we describe it and you don't want that in your life, there's resistance. So really simple. Like Resistance comes from either you not having what you want or you avoiding what it is you're afraid to receive, okay? That's that's pretty much the only time you're going to be met with resistance. Now, obviously, that that's everything because our human mind is just littered with, I want this, I don't want this, I want this, I don't want this. And so I want to give you an analogy, which I think is really, really easy to understand and like... Uh, to me, was just really revolutionary. So I don't know how many of you guys remember plasma screen TVs. But plasma screen TVs, when you first got them, they instructed you, especially when people were watching DVDs and Blu-rays and things like that or TV that you can pause, they instructed you not to pause for an extended period of time. Because if you did that, what would happen is the image, that frozen image would actually get imprinted onto the plasma screen. And no matter what you watched afterwards, it would be through that imprint, like the the screen would actually burn. So there's something that psychiatrists have called the formative years, right? So basically up to the age of about seven, maybe eight is considered formative years. Why is it considered formative years? Because during that time, they believe that 97 plus percent of all of your programming is created during those formative years. Now, what is formative years? You know, like people don't really discuss that. So if you think about how the human brain works, it works as such. If you were walking uh, through the, I don't know, through the forest, you know, like I'm a little hike or something. And a rattlesnake jumped out at you, right, you're going to be freaked out out, right? And everything in your system goes that I don't want that in my life, right? So immediately what happens is rattlesnake shows up, all the fear and everything comes up. And because of the resistance to this experience showing up in your life, you've now imprinted that image onto your screen. Okay, so we'll do the negative side first. So now you go into that to that walk again, maybe like two weeks later, a month later, whatever. And you see a stick on the ground or maybe a piece of rope. What are you seeing? Do you think you actually see the stick or the rope or does your brain manufacture that there's another rattlesnake coming? Right? Because immediately the perception of our reality is so skewed by what we saw. And we do this all the time. So we do this with, um, significant others, boyfriends, girlfriends, exes, etc. right? Like how many times have you noticed where you start a new relationship and then that person will say something or do something or not say something or not do something. And they almost instantly become your ex. You're not even interacting with that person anymore. You're literally reacting with that, with that ex right now on the other, on the other aspect of it, right? There's the positive stuff. So like great things happen. So I can tell you, for example, with kids, like this is a really easy example to understand. You'll go like, say, you know, uh, your, your son or daughter will play some sport. And then afterwards, after the sport, you want to be nice and you go, okay, um, let's go get ice cream or you can have a piece of candy or whatever. What do you think is going to happen every single time you now go do that activity? They're immediately like, okay, we did the activity. Now can we go get ice cream? Now can we go get that candy? And you're like, what? what And yet we do this all the time, right? So if you went on that same hike, for example, and the sun was shining brilliantly that day, and a butterfly happens to come and sit on your shoulder, and you're like in this blissed out, oh, my God, what an unbelievable state, right? The next time you go on that beautiful hike, what are you expecting? You're expecting the beautiful sun. You're expecting the butterfly. Now, if it doesn't show up that way, is there resistance? Is there disappointment? Absolutely. Because there's things that we either want to hang on to and want more and more and more, or there's things that we, no, 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 push away, push away, push away. And both of those, because we're not experiencing the event in the moment, right? We attach to it like, this is good send me more of this. This is bad. Get rid of this. And as soon as we have that kind of resistance, that's when we imprint this onto our plasma screen. And now consider that you do this for years and this is how you make judgments on the world. And you just keep putting things in buckets. I want more of this. I don't want this. I want more of this. I don't want this. And anything that triggers one of those things creates resistance creates an entire body sensation, entire chemical reaction, entire brain thought process, all of it. And that's literally where resistance is occurring from in your life. Now, the interesting part is the resistance is like I I spoke about this. I don't know when, but if you think uh, samskaras. So like as this thing is happening, if you can imagine you're in this moment, right? The rattlesnake jumps out. You have this whole body sensation, you have a whole physical reaction, you have uh, emotion with it, thoughts with it, etc. And it's almost like an orb that you're basically taking in and swallowing down. Now, energy in our bodies flow from down from like the lower chakra all the way up and, and around. But if energy is trying to come up through you, and it's just keeps hitting all of these samskaras, all of these little orbs of reactions, right? So like energy is starting to come up. So You go, uh, you meet a new person in your life, like a new intimate partner potential. And then they do something or don't do something, right? And that energy is trying to come up. And what happens is it hits a different samskara. It hits some sort of remembrance of, oh man, this is exactly like that time. I don't want this in my life. And it gets stopped. The energy actually gets stopped. And what it's hitting is these samskaras. And all it's trying to do is make you aware That there's this pattern, there's this resistance that you programmed when you were really, really young and all that energy is trying to do is be released. And when we release the resistance, we now allow for the energy to flow. We now allow for when people talk to us about, I want more abundance and I want deeper relationships and I want a better body, right? Like you have resistance about every one of these areas and all these different things. So as you're letting this stuff go, you're allowing for that flow and manifestation and creation and realization of all these things that you want. And so if you got all of that around resistance, then you can start to realize what a gift resistance is because every time you're met with resistance, it's simply like your machine going like, Hey, Hey, by the way, This is one of those things that you can investigate. This is one of those things that you can start to upgrade and reprogram and actually release your resistance to. So like in, in perfect harmony, right? Shia walks in. I can tell you that that, even like two years ago would have really, like I would have reacted very, very differently because I would have been attached. Like when I'm having these conversations, they cannot be in here. It was such a nuisance. So no, like all of it. Right. And now it's just like, he showed up. Right. And if I have something about it, then I get to look inside of me because there is no out there thing that I have to deal with. Right. So if I got really upset, so then I get to look at like, Ooh, what got triggered? Oh, I'm really attached to this live being a certain way. I'm really attached to maybe people seeing me a certain way. I'm really attached to whatever, right? Like whatever your thing is, And now I'm just like, I got none of that around it because that event was absolutely perfect. And whatever that perfect event triggered inside of me, whether good or bad or anything like that, that's for me as an opportunity to look at. And I just wanted to share that with you guys because, look, you know, I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to that went to home for their holidays and they're like miserable, like your traumatic experience of a lifetime. And I know that people are about to do this again, right over Christmas and stuff. And to me, and I'm sure Guy would agree, like, you know, having love and connection with your parents, with your family is one of the most important things for your health and personal development as a human being. And I don't, I don't want to say that like your relationship has to be like the shit that you see in movies, whatever. It's just how you operate in that space is for you to look at. And uh, yeah, so I just wanted to share that and, and see where this conversation goes. I'm sure this guy's got a lot of goodness to share about that as well.
0: Uh, I agree. I mean, I, I think for me where I kind of would want to take the conversation is so like even for me, the last, I'll give an example, last day and a half for whatever reason, Uh, there's just like anxiety in my body. Okay. Like, like in my chest right now, I actually have quite a bit of anxiety and, uh, and I, and I don't actually know why, like there's no, there's no particular reason. Now I I, I can hear my brain scratching at reasons, all of which are very logical and, and none of which have anything to do with reality. So, um, you know, here, here's like kind of what, what I'm learning, where I've gotten to, what I see is really effective with our clients, what I see is actually helping even my peer group around me is everybody's got something they're working on, some problem, whether it's positive or negative, something that they want to continuously work on. And what I find time and time again is that we're all applying, using and leveraging logic constantly to, to try to solve our problems. And I have never been able to logic my way out of some kind of sensation in my body. Right. So like I I might be having like some upset or some sadness or some anxiety or whatever it might be. And then, of course, I go into my mind. I say, well, what's going on right now? And it comes up with and spits out a whole bunch of reasons and a whole bunch of stories. And it does this continuously and will forever continue to do this. Now, if I start interacting with those stories, kind of like what Elon's talking about, the story is the resistance. What I'm looking for is what am I resisting? Okay. Like what is creating the upset right now? What am I attached to? What am I resisting? And while that's effective to, to a limit, like I'm not saying that's ineffective to look for those things in the end, it's exhaustive and doesn't, doesn't guarantee any kind of resolution. In fact, if you'll notice, you've probably been doing that a lot of your life and you just kind of find yourself on repeat today. What I find is that there's, you know, like breath work meditation for me, a lot of this practice is about um, sitting with Instead of trying to figure out how to get rid of. So, I'll so said again, like, how do you sit with anxiety? Like right now, there's some sensation in my body that I would deem as uncomfortable. And instead of running from it, my, when we get off this thing, I'm going to go and just sit and be with it. And I'm actually going to give it space to be like you would give space to uh, an upset child to be right. Most parents, what are they trying to do? They're trying to logic with the child, negotiate with the child. Well, okay, we'll, we'll give him this. We'll, we'll try to get his attention over here. His, his her attention over here. It's like no, the child's just going through an upset right now. There's energy moving; it wants to move, and, and that's more and more what I find that's actually creating a lot of freedom in my life for situations like like these. I don't have a lot of upset around it now. I'm not like, oh my god, what what shifted? What what what's going wrong in my life? Because nothing's changed. However, there is probably something. If I was to logic it, there's probably something in my environment or something that just started some kind of automated process in my body yesterday or today or whatever, and it's just being triggered right now. And, and that for me, that's where freedom has come in. So like when I meditate now, I sit, I take a few deep breaths, I get into my body. And what I start noticing is that there's like tension, like I'm holding the energy and I could find the places where I'm holding the energy. So like right now I feel like tension in my chest, right? And I would describe that currently as anxiety. I don't know if that's true. However, I can feel that there's like tension in this part of my body. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go sit and I'll make a distinction here in passive observation of this sensation. Because an active observer would be like, I'm watching and I'm assessing. Do you guys get that? So it's like, I'm active, I'm watching. Oh my God, what's going on in there? Okay, there's a sensation, so I'm judging it. I'm trying to change it, I'm trying to move it. And, and that's not what I'm saying here is the, where the freedom is. The freedom is in being able to possi- uh, passively observe it and have no judgment for why it's there and just continuously kind of, like I said, passively watch it. Imagine if you're like kind of in the park And you're just kind of gazing off in the distance. Like you're sitting on the park bench. You're just kind of gazing off in the distance. You're really not looking at anything in particular. Your eyes kind of go out of, you know, out of focus, kind of get blurry. You can hear the kids running around sort of, you can kind of see people walking on the trail, but you're not really paying attention to anything. That's the kind of passive observance I'm talking about. And then I'll just notice. I'm like, yeah, I am like my, my jaw is tight. This is tight. And what that's doing is actually restricting this flow of this energy system right now and that's what i find the more i just sit with it kind of relax the body um eventually it just starts moving and a lot of times that will start triggering some kind of memory old memories perhaps um and and for me that's like the signal of okay like we're identifying some things that it's connected to and this is like the energy moving through all these different connection points like like for me when i look at an object uh you know when you're like kind of in a room you have a, a random memory that you haven't had in like a decade, yep. some, something in that room, whether you observe it consciously or not, triggered, whether it's a color or an object, a smell, something, triggered some kind of internal memory. And what you're getting is flashes of your mind going through past recall. That's, crea- that's the associations you have with that object or that situation, that circumstance, that smell. So it's like when you look at a cup, it's not just this cup. It's like every memory you have of a cup of your entire life that's basically going through like a quick like synaptic Rolodex in your mind, right? So with energy, it's kind of the same thing. We're, we're taking sensations in the body and we're consistently adding meaning to them. We're adding stories to them. We're adding resistance to them. And and the only truth, if there is such a thing, that I've been able to find for me is there's just sensations in the body right now. And can you be with it without adding all the stuff, all the fluff, all the meaning, all the story, all the, oh my God, guys, let me tell you what's going on in my life. And and all that stuff is effective. It is effective and it has specific limitations. That's kind of where I am with my work right now is just, you know, what can I allow that that I I haven't been allowing for probably two decades? And the more I find that, the more I find peace in my life, uh, the more I find my manifestation abilities coming online. And when I say manifestation, it's like going from a thought to having something magical show up in physical reality. For me, that's how I would define it. Stuff like that. And on a regular basis, like I find much more synchronicity in my life now than I used to feel much more divinely connected than I used to. And and it really is just that simple practice.
1: Hey, I just wanted to pause here for a second and tell you about something that I realized many of you have no idea about. So Guy and I have just released a brand new advanced training. So after hundreds of emails and questions, constantly asking us, well, how do I have it all? How do I have it all? We've created the five pillars to having it all. So if any of the things we share with you here on the podcast have resonated with you, then I'd like to invite you personally to an all new training. Now you can register for the next live class by heading to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. There you'll be able to register for the next live class. Or if you're one of these people that I need it now, you can always just watch the latest replay on that page as well. This by the way, my friends is a robust in-depth training. That will help you clearly see what's currently stopping you in any area of your life, be it your health, your relationships, your finances, or simply just maybe you want to manifest that big dream. It will help you with all of that. So again, go check it out by going to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. And now back to the podcast. I feel like especially for us, the practice of that has become accelerated Because when you stop resisting resistance, if I could say it that way, you allow for it's basically like you're saying to your from from your soul to your body that I'm ready and willing to experience all of it, all of it. All the stuff that I used to judge is like, this is good. So keep this coming. This is bad. Don't keep it coming. I read uh, something that was really interesting and someone said, you know, everyone's like, I want to experience God. I want to experience God. And he's like, bullshit. You don't want to experience God. And you know, people are like, well, what do you mean? I want to experience God. He's like, no, you want to experience God. Like I get to have everything that I want in my life and none of what I don't want in my life. That's your definition of, I get to experience God. And that's not how God is. God is all of it. And when you start to understand, like, now, it, it, I know this sounds so strange. Like even coming out of my mouth, it sounds strange. It's like, I want resistance. I call forward resistance. It's like, you know, that Kabbalah line just keeps making more and more sense. Like, how do you get through something? You ask for a lot more of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, it. it's so simple. And I think I understood it conceptually before. And now it's just at such a different level. I'm like, send it all to me. Send it all to me. And it's so interesting how stuff shows up and like who shows up and how the messages are delivered. And I'm not saying that I do this perfectly by no stretch of the imagination. I want you guys to hear it like that. Like I'm just as human as everybody else. I still get pissed off. I still like have all those reactions. And now when I have them, they don't have me. The reactions don't have me because I can quickly. And again, this is the muscle. This is not something that like I started and it was like this. It's just today I find that I catch myself feeling resistance, feeling upset, feeling angry, feeling annoyed, feeling this like so fast. And it's not how do I get rid of that feeling, right? Which is where I think for a long time you and I lived in a place where like we had all these tools, amazing tools on how to kind of like. Create a new perception that allowed us to just be like, yeah, okay. Like I can I can repurpose this, you know? Now I'm just like, give it to me. Cause I realize it's like purging, right? Like I want clear vessel. And this is just every time I get to see, like, okay, now I get to look at this, I get to purge this, I get to purge this. And it's not from a place of like that thing is bad. It just let's see what a clear vessel looks like. I, I have no idea. I just know like. When shit is clean and clear, magic is all around me all the time. I got a check, bro, in the mail yesterday for $1,750. It came in a USPS, you know, priority envelope. I had no letter no nothing check made to me for seventeen hundred and fifty dollars i literally walked to my wife i'm like you know life's working when it's like like I, I honestly i don't even know what it's for who it's from like nothing i'm like it's the thing that they talk about in uh the secret where it's like yeah. you
0: just start getting checks coming checked. in the mail i was like i i don't even know what this is like i don't even know what it is so i want i want to give an analogy because I, I did a Uh, uh, Coaching on Friday, and this thing came out of my mouth, and and I was like, "Oh, that's actually a pretty good analogy for it," because I think what you know, there's there's two schools of thought here. If we're going to do like the psychology neuroscience route, it's all still steeped very much in what you need to do in order to state change, which is a which is a linear type of thinking. You know, so in the linear thinking, in the world of doing, when we think of the shortest distance between point A to point B, so we could say between visualizing and manifesting, creating something in physical reality, is like, what's the straightest line to get there? Because that's what doing will have you look, is through the eyes of efficiency. And the world of being, in the world of like sense sensation experience, like a passive observer sensation, it's more like a, like if you think about it, like an electron cloud, and that's sitting in front of you. Okay. And it's like, and all things are available in, in that cloud right now. The things that you're not present to, or you just have, you're, you're trying to blind eye to it. Right. You're like, all right, I'm just not going to look at that frequency basically. Yeah. Like it scares me it, or, or you just have never experienced it to know to even look. Yeah. Right. So here's the analogy. If you're sitting in like a, a cubicle in some office building back in the day, not, not today, but back in the day, and you had to go get a file before computers, what did you do? You got up from your desk you walked wherever the freaking file cabinets were. You open them up, went through your Rolodex, you pull out the file, You went back to your desk, you open the file, right? That was as efficient as we can get it. Then you had your computer, right? But now when we sit in front of the computer and we open a file, what are we accessing? We're accessing the cloud, right? And, and you go and you click on a folder. You don't even move. There's no linearity in how that information gets to your computer because that's somewhere out in cyberspace being posted somewhere. And yet when you double click on that folder, do you ever have any doubt that that folder is going to contain the file that you're looking for? You're like, oh, it's Mm going to be right there. Right. And that kind of happens in the world of being. So I want to point to that because a lot of technology that we've created that we're creating consistently is pointing at our spiritual beliefs. Right. Like what is this if not a way to like replicate telepathic empathetic type of communications, except since we're not tuned into ourselves and we could do that stuff, and I really believe we can, we had to create a device that mimics our own abilities. Same thing now, it's like cloud computing, is it's mimicking our own abilities, which is just to like bring forth things from seemingly nowhere into, a, into what is over, like a virtual reality space. However, it does affect our physical reality all the time as well, right? So it kind of hit me because this process of going in Of feeling, of connecting, of being aware of the sensations inside your body is like peering into that cloud and being like, how do I wanna pull things out of what we might call even fourth and fifth dimensional um, type awareness and bring it down to a third dimensional awareness without thinking that there's some kind of linear process to get there. So Mm -hmm. I'm just like Elon, you know, when like every time money comes up for me as a thing, and it just feels like there's not enough or something like that. My mind, of course, wants to go, well, what do we need to do? How do I need to fix it? What funnel are we going to build? Who are we going to promote something to? You know, all this kind of stuff. And then I'm like, wait a second. That that could only concern me if I don't believe that money is abundant all the time and I just attract it. I don't even care how it comes. It truly doesn't matter. I just know that I'm a vehicle for moving money. So for me to move more money, money has to come into my life. How do I vibrate and create a frequency in my body that creates the sensation of what it feels like to have an abundance of wealth and money around me, so that it's just coming at me and moving through me all the time. And I thought to myself, bro, you know, like if me and you had the the consciousness of scarcity, we'd have a ton of money in the bank because we would never go and and, and invest it the way we invest, that we could, yeah. in ourselves or in our business or with the people around us or in experiences. Like there have been. If you're like in our smaller circle, you'll you'll hear a lot of stories how Elon and I have like put our business on the line multiple times, creating things, basically taking the company down to zero, just being like, we just know it's gonna work out. Right? Or not. And if it doesn't, we'll get there and we'll figure it out. We just never have that mindset that it's not gonna work out. So it's like I know if we were scarce, we would just keep creating more wealth and we would just hold on to it. Like that would be a different type of scarcity. It's like wealth scarcity. So for me, it's kind of like how do you give up the mental state of linear processes towards being efficient and creating that what you want. And how do you start just getting that it's all around you all the time. And the only thing that's not having it come in is these energy blockages. Cause I promise you, just like I was talking about the anxiety in my chest and I already kind of feel that winding down a bit. Cause I'm just like more aware of it, even as I'm speaking is like, okay, think about if if you're lacking abundance in money right now, right? Because abundance can mean a lot of things, by the way. Abundance in money, like, say, like, I'm a millionaire. And if in your body, you feel some restriction, like some part of the body is like, <clears throat> like, you know, you can muscle test yourself, if that works for you, you'll, you'll probably feel something like tightness, tightness in the body. That means that that statement to you, there's an energy resistance in the body. Guess what, you can go and sit with that, and now explore those sensations because it's some sensation that gets to move through, except every time you have that thought subconsciously, consciously, it creates that energy restriction in the body and the body can't vibrate there. And it's opening up those energy pathways so that you're like, I'm a millionaire. Ooh, that feels really good. I promise you whatever the circumstances that need to happen in order for that to come to pass are now like synchronistically moving closer to you because you're you're capable of vibrating there. Yeah, and that to me, that's where manifestation velocity—that's the work of it. And if you're only up here in the mind, you might become really efficient in getting things done. Elon and I are definitely that. We, we've done well over a decade of, of how is it that you get in action when the last thing when your programming says don't be in action—that's scary. That's what we worked on for a long time. We we're we're really 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 good at that. And I could tell you the the difference today between. How we operated when that was our level of mastery to today, and, and I think they work great in conjunction to connect those two because we still live in a physical reality that things need to get done. If you're afraid and you can't get you can't take any action because you're you know that's what you're dealing with all the time, chances are not much is going to happen in the world of doing. And there's this much more mystical thing happening that when you open yourself up to it, you're you start using big mind, divine intelligence, not using, but I would say more more uh, succinctly is in partnership with. Tuning into, yeah. Yeah, tuning into because you're able to tune your body. Then then it's like magical stuff like that. You like checks in the mail just start coming and you're like, I awesome, thanks. I'll have more of that, you know? Yeah. yeah
1: So Patrick just showed up here and he said, feeling grateful for you guys popping up on my screen. Timing is epic. And I know for Patrick, and you probably missed the beginning a little bit here. Th- this is a great example. So I just want to run with this here for a second. You guys get that you call Every experience into your life, every experience. So like for Patrick, obviously like he's feeling grateful and it's perfect timing, etc. because most likely this is something that he's been thinking about or wanting an answer to, right? And so obviously we pop up on a screen. Mm-hmm. There are things, and for Patrick, this is like, oh, this is great, right? Like this is amazing. I, I really want this. What if you had that same experience when your car was in an accident or your bank account was low or your husband or wife left you like that's the level that I'm talking about that there isn't this resistance towards. You could see that as perfection. You could see that with gratitude because Look, if you take on that you're a soul, right, and you've done this in a a human body hundreds of times, for what? For your soul to have millions and millions of experiences, right? Because in the soul world, everyone is everything, nothing. Like there is no opportunity to experience frustration or anger or it just doesn't exist, Right? Everything is light. So within light, there's no contrast. We come here to create contrast and the game, at least the way I view the game is like, can you still remember who you are the entire time as you're going through that contrast? Can you still get that you are this huge, massive God soul having this experience and every experience you've called and asked for i read something super super interesting and it was like a, a little bit sciencey so i'm gonna do it in like like a one minute explanation um but they were talking about the big bang theory right and how like everything was created 13.8 billion years ago and basically what we are seeing now is stuff that occurred 13.8 billion years right so like think about the creation of the universe and the galaxies and the stars and all that stuff right Moving at us. So 13.8 billion years worth of perfection had to happen for you to have this moment. Like just, just try to get your head around that 13.8 billion years of this happening and that happening and this happening and that happening for you to have this exact fucking moment. Mm-hmm. Like your great, 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 great grandparents somewhere had to have met your – like just think about the amount of stuff that needed to happen to get you to this exact moment. And yet we in, we're in a constant argument. Like we know better how it should unfold. Mm. And like when you get that, you're like, whoa. Like even Patrick, you – Seeing this thing pop up on your news. Do you understand how much stuff needed to happen for this to happen right now
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you to be in the, like, it's just, it's nuts. And then we're going to be the ones to be like, no, no, no. It should be this way. No, no, no. It should be that way. More of this, please. Less of that. Like, who are you? Who are you? It's just silly. And like, if you could get that, this is what the brain does. Cause this is what the brain does. And if you got that, you were put into this machine with this brain, that's going to do this stuff all the time anyway, and you could just witness it because that's what you came here to do. Witness it, play with it, experiment with it and just be like, can I, can I develop this? Can I develop that? Right? Like your, mm-hmm. your, your magic, your state of perfection is magic. Every time you argue or buy into the resistance and like put a hold on it, like, you know, my kids should be this way. My wife should be that way. My boss should be this way. My bank account should be that. Way. Every time you do that, you're stopping perfection. If instead you took a step back and you like, wow, this is incredible. Like I got to feel angry because this happened. And I got to experience anger like that's pretty cool or I got to experience being lonely or upset or fat or ugly or whatever. It's just an experience and you get to tune into other experiences all the time. But if you hold on to a certain experience Or you resist another experience, you're basically subjugating yourself to create the same experience over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And that's just like wild to think about, right? Like a movie. Have you ever watched a movie and it's just all happy all the time? No, because no one would fucking watch that movie. Contrast, right? The less you resist, like one of our mentors used to say, this is what life looks like when it's working and it's perfect. It is always for perfect. Always for you. Through you for you and it's perfect.
0: That's great. You got anything, Dad? No, I think that's a good good wrap up for today. Yeah, it's it's you know, if a lot of you guys the the question we get commonly when we talk about this is the next thing comes out of people's mouths is, "But how do I and that's something just to not not work on getting rid of there's nothing to get rid of that's i think what's important to say nothing we're saying here is like this is more right than that okay and what i find is when you start talking about these things what we're talking about is is two different systems at here uh, at play here there's like the, the logical understanding there are many things you guys have understood in your life well before you were capable of implementing them the, the implementation, the the deeper, let's call it wisdom understanding comes from uh, an embodiment experiences experience. So one thing you want to get curious is is how do I embody what I'm learning? What I've understood what I've understood through logic, how do I now embody that within myself? Uh, we often use the example of like riding a bicycle and gaining balance on it. One could understand how to ride a bicycle mentally until balance though is embodied. It is not truly understood. Right. Like I can look at France on a map. I can learn all about the culture and say, well, I understand French culture, except I would have to go live in France, learn the language, and embody the culture before I truly understood what it was like to be a French person. Right. So it's kind of like that in all in all things. And I think that's what what books are great for is opening opening the door for curiosity. And it's that state of being of being curious that allows for embodiment to occur. So when Elon's, you know, talking about uh, what he was just talking about, it's like the, the, like we spent, we invested the last year in this practice that I could tell you was extremely cerebral when we first began it for the same reasons. Cause like every time I would, I would listen to somebody who's producing results in seemingly magical ways. I thought, how, how are they doing that? So how do I do that? And then what you're, what you're saying is give me your formula, Hmm. give me your secret. Tell me how a plus B equals C. And it feels like then people are withholding something from you because to say that to somebody, even in a logical way, to me, uh, a there is no formula, and b it actually limits potential. So if I give you a formula and you're like, oh my god, I'm going to go apply this today, and then like Wednesday you apply the formula and it works great, and you're like so excited, you're like oh my god, guys, thank you so much for teaching me that. And then Thursday you apply the same formula and it doesn't work at all. Because it, it, it's just it's just not that. And it's so funny because like the I have found the simple things in life to be the things that are most true for me. And the simplest thing I could think of when you're going through an experience is, hey, I know you're going through this right now. Number one, don't make it wrong. Don't make it wrong. Number two, just be with it. <laughs> You're right, because I spent decades trying to figure it all out, like me and how do I empower myself and how do I change my state and all this stuff. And and it is effective. I'm not saying that stuff is not effective. It's just effective to a point.
1: Yeah.
0: And 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 in the world of logic, there's always going to be a point and a limitation where the effectiveness just drops right off a cliff because there's no way that you could ever logic or understand enough in this world of all the things that there are to know, you know, you just can't, you can't hold that much inside information inside of you. So then there, there, for me, there has to be another system at play that we get to tap that is beyond the logic, beyond the language and just lives in the sensorial experience of the body. And, And it's really like, if you're like, well, how do I do that? Get curious about it. Just, just start asking your body, to give you feedback. Notice that it has been, doing that except most of we don't pay attention because we we jump up to the mind so quickly that the body's like all right guess you're going to use that again and I the body's it. like I'm trying to give you information over here I really really want to give you this information I know and it's not even saying this it's like your mind goes well that feels uncomfortable I don't want to feel that and your body's like well that's what I that's how I speak <laughs> <Did> you know <laughs> and it's like so are you going to listen and you're like nah sorry that doesn't feel quite the way that I want it to feel and it's like all right, well that's the language I speak, man. So, it's like it's starting to validate all that stuff inside of yourself and and not judge it, not use shame, blame and guilt on yourself. And even when shame, blame is guilt there, if you make it wrong, you get more shame, blame and guilt. The, the, you know, everything is about how do I create partnership with and relationship with these parts of myself so that as they arise, I'm not it's uh I'm not in, I'm not fighting it. I'm not sitting on the counterpoint going that's not supposed to be like that. If it's, if it's there, it's supposed to be like that. Anything that you've ever experienced in life, guess what? It's supposed to be like that, like homicide, supposed to be like that suicide. Yes. I could say, unfortunately, and it's supposed to be like that. It's, it's part of it. And everything that we judge is everything that we don't get healing around is everything that we don't get an opportunity to complete. And every time you, you validate something that's happening on the planet, specifically to yourself yourself because everything is just filtered through your own self-absorbed point of view, really. You know, the whole world, you're going to experience through that lens. Every time you get to validate the world out there, you're going to validate something inside of yourself. And then the, and then the body's going to go, oh, good, they're ready for that experience. And it's going to pop it up and it's be like, all right, you said you're ready. How about it? And, and that's what ends up happening is like, as you, as you raise conscious awareness, at the same time, the subconscious is like, oh, good, we can deal with that now. And it, and it pushes it up to the surface. That's where a lot of people think that things aren't working because they think by becoming aware, it makes life fucking perfect. And they're no longer supposed to go through experiences. In fact, it makes you more emotional because you're more aware. So you're m- more aware and capable of seeing more emotion, right? And, and most of us have been trained around very, very specific use around emotions. So so we think that only those emotions are the emotions a human's supposed to feel or that I'm supposed to feel. And then we really get stuck and trying to get back to those places all the time instead of being really fluid with what's available to you now.
1: So I'll leave it with that. You know what interesting came through as you were talking about how to, figuring out how to? If you think about it, why do you want how to? Safety. Well, how to comes from the same thing we've been talking about, right? Mm -hmm. I want more of this. Let me figure out the formula how to get more of this. I want less of this. Let me figure out the formula how to keep this away from me. That's literally it. You're literally just creating strategies because you need the how-to to to fit life the way you want life to be. That's it. Like, if it was all just, I get to experience this, I get to experience that, you wouldn't be attached to having anything recreating them. You'd be like, "Let's, let's go with what's next. What's interesting is, like, to the human mind, even as I'm saying this, like, the thing that popped up for me goes... Well, yeah, but if I made money, like, wouldn't I want to know how to do that again and again and again? Like, that's – and I'm telling you, like, this is on the fly what was happening in my body. And I'm like, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. How do I know how to create money? Right? Like, if I'm trying to figure out the how to create money, how do I know that I'm not completely limiting my ability to experience money? Just wild.
0: Well, yeah, like so, let's explore that a little bit. That's a great thing. So it's like, how do I create that again? Okay, well, now you're saying there's one way to make money. Yeah, I'm going to learn that way instead of being open to all possibility of how money gets to enter your life, like random checks or just like, Elon. I have so many freaking examples of this today. Like, I don't even know where to start of just like stuff that you forget about. Or you didn't even know it was part of it. Or like the IRS sends you something like you just don't know, or you meet somebody and they're like, yeah, I would love to give you money. Like there are so many ways to abundantly earn. You're not earn just like receive earning is I got to do shit to make shit basically. Right. And the, the, the thing I would get curious about in an investment is not how do I is like, um, or it's like, how do I, um, how do even want to use the word do like, be more like notice, like when money shows up, you're like, Oh my God, it feels so abundant right now. You're being abundant suddenly. And then the next circumstance comes along and now you're suddenly not being abundant anymore. The curiosity be to invest in being more abundant and not even more abundant sitting in abundance more yep. like stabilizing the frequency of abundance. Cause most of us, like we feel a frequency, but we don't know how to stabilize. And then we turn it into mental masturbation. We turn it into a mental thing. And then it becomes this game we put with ourselves. Well, I did this. I took two steps to the left. I took one step to the right. I spun to the, you know, like, and it becomes this weird, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like superstition as to how that looks. Because it's like, well, now we're just trying to replicate what already happened. It already happened. <laughs> Stop trying to replicate it, you know, and just be and, and be with the next thing. So it's like uh, my curiosity or question for you guys would be like, how are you going to be what you say you want to be free of circumstance and learn how to stabilize that frequency and energy as often as possible so that these things keep showing up around that frequency because that's what it's attracting it. And, and, And for me, that's morning and evening. That's what I sit in is stabilizing frequencies. I already put myself in the situations as if the thing has occurred. And then I think to myself, well, how would that feel in my body? Had that occurred? And I just sit and like kind of like marinate in that sensation, and I do that. I probably do that about an hour a day, and I do that about everything. At the same time, when I drop into state, like a theta state, I start sending programming down to my mind about my memory, about how my body's going to look, about like like uh, re- like reimagining things like time, reimagining things like age. Reimagining communication with my DNA, reimagining uh, what my cells are doing and how they're reinvigorating my body and healing myself. I, I'm telling you, like I know, Elon and I are getting older. Like I look at pictures, like there's, there's age there. Although I feel like I look at my pictures now, I'm like I look better than I did three, four, five years ago. I look younger for sure, you know. And and I do look at people around me and I'm like, wow, people are, are seem to be aging much faster. And and all this to me is relationship with time there's time is a thing you can have a relationship with, you know, it's like, how do I switch that? How do I, how do I make it? So it feels the best for me, not what they told me that it is. Who cares what's true about time? Yeah. If it, is it serving you? Like it's great. And okay, I gotta be at the restaurant. And that's an effective use of my time, right? I want to meet up with people at the right time as far as like age and things like that, or how long it takes to, to acquire wealth where people are like, well, it's really hard. So that means I got to work really, really hard. And, you know, let me build my five-year plan. It's like, no, that's available to you now. It's available to you right now. And it's when you think that way that the, the circumstances that could create themselves around you based on the frequency that you're going to exude, you're saying that's not possible. So the universe is like, all right, well, let's, let's we'll wait those five years and we'll check in again, you know. And, and that's kind of what happens. So, like, that, that's the thing, guys, just, just marinate in where you want to be and notice how quickly you'll turn it into what do I need to do? Yep. And that's something you get to surrender to over and over and over again as it happens. Cause I still do it. Elon still does it. People I coach do it all the time. It's really effective to have somebody playing this game with you. So when you're investigating things and you're getting curious about them, notice that in your language that you're like, Oh, I, I get to be abundant. Now I get to receive. All right. Well, what is it that we're going to do? Oh shit. No shit. No, we are back in the doing thing. Right. Like, like separate those two things. Cool. Anything awesome. else? No, that was it. Cool, man.
1: Brilliant guys. Thanks for being here and spending time with us. Beautiful. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, But when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends, that's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use. That helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I wanna let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love promise so until next time you can join our ongoing conversation at the have it all facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve love you all and we'll see you on the next have it all podcast have an amazing
0: amazing day my friends